podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Echo start as it crosses Jumping noises that come too soon Spatial movement which seems to me Resonating a mask of fear My name is Harvard Notfight. Since my transfer to West Ham, I have been investigating the mysterious disappearance of a man they call Stephen Hendry. In order that I could conduct my investigation in secret and not draw attention to myself, I decided to play in all of the first team games. There, I could move around without anybody noticing I was there. Often this involved letting the other team score goals, but it was worth it. During my investigation, my blood ran cold as I uncovered a horrifying litany of players who had vanished without trace. Stephen Hendry, Donil Henry, Reese Oxford, Chikyu Kuyati. When I asked manager Slavin Bilic, he told me I was insane a raving madman, and that I would be playing right back next week. He denied all knowledge of any of these players. He jumped onto the table and shouted, Havard, you madman, we have cover in every position. Feculi, Torre, Antonio, every position. As I skied home to my house in Woodbridge on the A13, I realized that I was caught in a right-wing conspiracy, by which I mean a conspiracy to replace our players with wingers who play on the right. Just then, a car pulled up next to me. The passenger window slid open and a voice said, Follow the money. Follow the money. To my horror, I realized the voice belonged to Sam Allardyce. Hello, and welcome to Stop. With me as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. And uh, it's great to see him back. It's been a little while, actually. It's Don, the Don Peretta. Hello there. Hello, Don. Everything all right? Yes, thank oh, you. You're drinking from your glass of water just as I ask you a question. <laughs> yes, I'm fine, thanks. Also, he is uh, probably the, uh, Mr. Happy. He is uh, probably the Britain's most, literally most cheerful man uh, from The Guardian. It's Brian Williams, author of Nearly Reach the Sky. Hello. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, up for discussion today, the, uh, uh, the scintillating, thrilling one-all draw we played at the weekend with Middlesbrough. Uh, looking forward to the international break. We may briefly discuss uh, the stadium we've moved to. Brian, you, are you aware that we, uh, we moved from the bowling ground to a new stadium in, in the East? Are you aware of that? Word has reached me, yes. Yeah. Uh, finally, the carrier mm. pigeon got to row 73. <laughs> right. uh, it was a bit uh, knackered when it got there. 
there, but mm-hmm. yep, yep, I understand that's our new home, and uh, I love it. More of this later. <laughs> uh, we may also briefly discuss the uh, the changing of the guard in the managership of the England football team, and we will look forward to the next game we play, which will be Christmas Crystal Palace. We uh, actually also during the the course of this podcast, uh, given the goal scored at the weekend by Dimitri Payet, we may discuss memorable West Ham goals. Oh. Memorable West Ham goals. Oh, did uh, we used to score goals? Yes, yeah. we did score them mm-hmm. for a while. There was a yes, there was a golden a golden era. I can't remember when that was. But um, was Golden Era the name of a laundrette? Golden Earring was the name of a pretty shit band. It's a band, yeah, yeah. yeah. Radar Love, they did. Indeed. Didn't they? From yeah. Holland. <laughs> they were from Holland, yes. Yes, I should attempt their accent. <laughs> in my in my coverall in my coverall yeah. northwest European accent. Mm. I'm sure I could sort of incorporate Holland yeah. somehow. Um, Brexit so, came at the wrong time for you, didn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was yeah, it's literally the chance was snatched from my from my hand. Though possibly uh, with the with the lack of influx of uh, foreign labour to this country, I could double as many... Uh, I How could, true. You know, in the voiceover industry, I could play... How's your Polish? Um, it's uh, very nice, thank you. Uh, right, well, yes. it's, well it got, sounds like all the other ones, basically. Because <laughs> we've got a few plumbing jobs that need doing around. Oh, yeah. Um... So we played at the weekend, we played uh, Middlesbrough at the weekend, didn't we? And uh, the feeling was, it stopped the rot. It stopped the rot. That was the phrase that was on many people's lips. Many people's lips, yes. yep, 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 stopped the Not rot. Not everybody's. Not everybody's. Uh, Brian, what's, what's, your, uh, what's your view? Well, it wasn't quite as grim as some of the experiences so far, but uh, it was pretty rank, really, wasn't it, mm. let's be honest. Not good. Not good, Dom? Great goal, yeah. but... Yeah, great the, rot, the rot wasn't stopped, it was just... No. It just decelerated, I think. Mm. Uh, some positives. Yes. <laughs> and we, did, and we didn't lose. And we didn't Obiang, lose. I would say, was yeah. a positive. Yes, huge positive. Yeah, yeah. He was great. Um, and we were crying out for him to be in the team, I think, weren't we? Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, I think that, that sort of popular demand was vindicated, really. And mm-hmm. I really, really hope he now keeps that place for a proper run in the, in the side. Yeah. I think we should we, play him at right back. <laughs> yes, move him to right back, yeah, well, where he belongs. Many a true word. Um, Can't do any worse, can he? There were, in the morning leading up to the game, I hadn't seen the team selection, but but uh, I briefly glanced at the Facebook page that accompanies this podcast, and there were a couple of, uh, I've just seen the team selection, Bilic has lost it, uh, and I... Mm, not, what was he referring to? Well, Torre oh, Torre starting, starting, probably. Yes, Torre starting. And Antonio up front. And Antonio yeah. up front. Well, some people have been advocating mm. that. I don't think that's necessarily something that... Uh, you would accuse well, the he's our leading scorer. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I suppose people might have felt that uh, uh, Ogbonna at left back was b- potentially risky because he's a very good central defender. But he's played there he once or twice before, and he had a decent game. He's a yeah. solid, sensible option he's a good player. And, and, and he's left footed. And so. you put Byron back in at right back, well, obviously yeah. that, didn't, that didn't go well. No. Um, and uh, mm. in a set also d- d- denied us, I think, a, a, an attacking substitution late in the game, yeah. which might have been helpful. Yeah. Um, but uh, really, the, 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 it's not so much the, the choice of, uh, of um, uh, Antonio playing up front per se, because he, as you say, you know, he's been as likely to score a goal as anybody else. It was. It was where that suggests we've come to in our mm. kind of striker situation. Yeah. You know, there's kind of the whole of the story of the transfer window through the summer was going to be we're going to buy the striker, we're going to have the, yeah. for the first time ever, we're going to have a kind of quality goal scorer. 
you know, uh, Backer and Batshuayi and and all these other people. Who mentioned Zaza. And, uh, and um, well, you know, where are we? We're back, really. Where you know, uh, well, a makeshift forward. Yeah. Well, we've had James who Collins started on. the season at right back. We've had James. <laughs> yes. We've had James Collins <laughs> on the centre forward yeah. this season already as well, yeah. haven't we? I mean, that, you know, um, that that is that is an indictment of where we've we, we it's, it's it's a reflection of the injury crisis that we've been yeah. going through, but it's also an indictment of the fact that you know, Bilic is is, is it's struggling at the moment. Yeah, I think. yeah. I um, one one change that I would possibly have thought about making is that both Kiyati and Noble are under firing uh, yes. considerably this season, and uh, to in including Obiang and Torre in the team to sacrifice Lanzini yeah. seems yeah. just as a statement of intent. A bit weird because I don't think he's been underperforming particularly. He's been kind of doing okay. No, he's I been coming on. Just play. He's he's a tidy competent. Uh, at worst, he is a tidy competent footballer. I haven't seen him trip up. He over can his play own wide feet. right. He, you know, he played right right a few times. Yeah. Uh, uh, when he came on, season. he made a difference. Didn't and he, he did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, I think you know, uh, Kuyate. You've said a couple of times, Jim, is a sort of a shadow of his mm. former self at the moment, and maybe needs a rest or impact sub. Um, you know coming off the bench Noble is not having his best but isn't the problem of collective malaise throughout the team that it's not you can just point at one or two players and say they're underperforming get them out get somebody else in for some reason the whole thing the the air seems to have gone out of the balloon so the Mm. football we were playing last year we're not playing this year we go a goal down shoulders you know go down heads go down it's gloom and doom all around the stadium and there is some strange and worrying force there that, for those of us who've seen relegation battles over the years, uh, I'm not sort of saying that we're in a relegation battle, it's far too early on in the season, but there are some worrying signs there and they need to be addressed quickly. But it's it's possible that, uh, you know, because I think at the last game we played, the, Re- the West Brom game, uh, people were anticipating changes, but but Billich sent the same set of players out again, hoping that, you know, possibly um, the malaise would be, you know, forestalled and, and that that might change. So if that's not happening, I think you probably do have to start thinking about changing the personnel because it's possible that someone might, you know, come into the team who's talismanic and changes things, you yeah. know, uh, and that a, a, a that a change of personnel might be the way to go. So, I think the West Brom game was a crazy game because we were three 0 down in in like four seconds, and so any anything that had been put into place to, you know, change yeah. things didn't happen. And, and actually, to be fair, second half we were very good and, yeah. and could have could have yeah we'd no, we, 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 we could have done they, something. They were rocking a little bit actually. I mean, um, you know, we were unlucky. The pilot yeah, free kick didn't go in, and also and then if, that safe off know, Collins. Yeah, yeah. That yeah that, if that Collins goal, that was at four two, wasn't yeah. it? If that had gone in, yeah. I, I think we might have won that. Yeah. Game. Well, I mean, I think uh, after the Watford game uh, on this podcast, I think Pete Ward said, you know, uh, as long as we for seventy five minutes of, of a large number of games this season play like we did at the beginning of that game when we banged two in. Do I mean Watford? I do. Yeah, yeah you do. Um, you we'll know, we'll, we'll be all right this yeah, season. But, but the catastrophic failings at the back sort of continued, you know, through mm. West Brom, Southampton. Uh, and there's, there's almost no legislating for that as an attacking team if you just go every time the other team goes well, up the other end. 
there's a good chance they'll put the ball in the net. And I sort of felt that, you know, even though Byron went off Saturday, we were a little more solid defensively. Yes. Because they got some more protection. Definitely. And they got some protection from Obiang, among yeah, others. And also, uh, Noble and uh, people worked a bit harder. Yeah, well, a little bit. A little bit. But not... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Brian's on to something. I mean, you, 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 when things are not going well and you're up against it, you've got to start gritting it out. You've got to intensify the game. You've got to work harder when you haven't got the ball. Yeah, yeah. They're all, the, all those things that we're not doing. Yeah, you've got to make it harder for the opposition. Exactly. Yeah, and we just yeah. aren't. There's no yeah. urgency. There's yeah. no pressing. There's no... no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, on the plus side, because we did come back from a goal down against Middlesbrough. And, yeah. And, you know, what a goal it was as well. If yeah. you know, nothing else happens in that yeah, epoxy it, stadium. It wasn't a disastrous uh, game. At least, you know, Paillet scored that goal. Yeah, I yeah take true. that to my grave with me. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I think, you know, I think, I think we do... Um, symbolically need a bit of kind of confidence building and I think that you know is a small sort of uh, fillip for the team uh, was that sort of draw at least it arrested this terrible kind of decline where where, where we're just essentially going oh shit it's happening mm. again when the ball goes you know in the net uh, but but that thing we're talking about the the, the defensive uh, frailty we've clearly got to consider dropping Adrian because uh, I don't think the, the four in front of him have got the confidence in him this season. You know, even even against Middlesbrough, there was still a, a confusion, wasn't there? As it all mm. come through, and Colin, mm. it's, it's Collins and Adrian again had a like, who's coming for this, who isn't, and all of that. So that that has to be sorted out. That can't that can't mm. continue because mm. because you know that thing about heads dropping. As soon as we can see the goal, heads dropping. You know, if the, if the back four are playing on the back foot all yeah. the time. Uh, the other positive, I thought Winston Reid had a better game on, on Saturday than he's had for a he while. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he put himself yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think and a great uh, pass uh, actually for the for the um, Pyatt goal. Indeed, so I but I think I think that if Slav decides right, uh, Adrian is dropping him. You know, Adrian's previously been kind of undroppable, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah Randolph yeah. has gone straight back onto the bench as soon as yeah. suspensions or oh. injuries. Now he's got to say, well, actually. You know, there's competition for places, and hopefully that will send a message to the rest of the team. There's competition for every place in that team. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's you know the 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 back four, the back four or five, including the goalkeeper, as as you know, because of yeah, just miscalculations, the selling of Tompkins, all this stuff sort of mm. that we've talked about before, uh, has just played like a bunch of strangers that has no faith in each other, and the 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 fullbacks. Um, don't get protection from the centre backs and vice versa. You know, it's like the or from the from the flanks either. No, that's but right. it's just a few months on from you know the yeah. not entirely the same side, of course, but largely the same side. But not the defence because Cresswell's gone and you know Jenkinson has gone and Byram had gone. Yeah, but you've still got the the, the spine of the, of the side yes. there, haven't you? And you've you've got the centre backs. You've got Ogbonna. You've you've got Reed. You've got Adrian. Uh, and last season, it was just a, a you know a massive loving at yeah. Dare I say the bowling ground um, where we used to play proper football? But uh, the, this time, it just says something seems to have gone. The love affair appears to be over between certain elements in the side. It's lack of communication, lack of heart, lack of fight, 
uh, and lack of leadership, really. Yeah. Well, I think the fullbacks had a lot to do with the way we played last season, both in an attacking way and a defensive. Uh, Cresswell's you know, a big bass. Of course, really course. Uh, of course yeah. he is, yeah. yeah. Um, and Jenkinson, Jenkinson was as well. It's sort of sli- history has slightly consigned him as being shit, but he's, he wasn't. You know, the, the, the last Allardyce season, he was very good. And uh, last season, he scored a couple of... You know, after he had his terrible start with that tragic Bournemouth game where he just mm. was mad, mm. um, he scored a couple of goals, you know. Yeah. He, he, you know, yeah. he, he, he is pacey. You know, he's, he, he, he was a danger. You know, he, he, he's certainly not the best fullback in the game I at think, all. I but think Byron is a decent replacement for him, but we don't know yet. No, no, <laughs> we just no. haven't been able to doesn't really to, find out, have we? No, doesn't seem to be out of. He seems injury prone, doesn't he? It's like. Um, because you know, choice, turns on, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that was another. You know, that is another curious thing. Is mm. I mean, we said it a couple of times on this podcast. Uh, you know, that Hendry guy. Mm. He was our backup left back, but no one wanted to play him. I think he came in the Allardyce era, didn't he, or did he? Yeah, Allardyce didn't want to play him. Uh, though maybe Cresswell just stayed fit, and that yeah. was the that was the issue there. But. Um, you know, if if you don't like him, get another one because yeah. you can't just go. Oh, we've got this guy. We don't well, really like him. Well, we have now. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's injured as well. Yeah, that's right. He's injured too. Um, but isn't it strange how things go for you when you're playing well and you're making your own luck, and how they go against you when the fates seem to be frowning on you? I was, I was with that uh, with the Middlesbrough goal, obviously that was given with the the aid of new technology. I was reminded of that uh, Chris Riggett own goal that uh, we were awarded what back in f- 2005 and 2006 under Pardew when we were playing some terrific mm. football with a really kind of under strength side in lots of ways and that was the ball that didn't cross the line Schwartz smothered it at the second mm. attempt mm. and uh, we were given the goal and, and Tevez was uh, offside all the, as well wasn't he? and just to yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to add to the, yeah. the great mix of things it was the least you know it, if there was never a goal that was it and we get it and yes of course the ball did cross the line um, I wonder if uh, before the advent of goal line technology if that actually would have been given uh, I mean it was pretty well over the line maybe they would have done but uh, how things change, you know, when you, yeah. you, the luck's with you, it's with you, and when it's again you, it's again you. Well, Byron going off so soon as well is another, yeah. another indication of that, is another example of that. But um, we, prior to the game on Saturday, we seemed to just be on the back foot the whole time at home. Uh, you know, we, we were not pressing, we were being pressed the whole time. And yeah. uh, we did work a little harder on Saturday. I think uh, Obiang made quite a big difference. Uh, I think he sort of, uh, he should come into the team now. Because, oh, because, of our, yeah. because the back four are so fragile, we need someone to sort of screen and protect the back four. And it's not quite either Kiyati or Noble's yeah. game. You know, Noble left to his own devices in perhaps a diamond where he, that's absolutely his job and he's at the back of the diamond. That, that you know, could be conceivably his job. But with both of them doing yeah. it, neither one quite does yeah. it. Obiang's uh, better at it. Yes, and Obiang on his own is sort no of better question. at it, you know. And better than Nordvite as well, which uh, mm-hmm. I hope... You know, has kind of made itself yeah. obvious to. Well, my my cat is better than Nordvite, so. Uh, yeah. Just one of the most ordinary footballers I have ever seen it's in my Kovac, life. Kovac, isn't he? Kovac yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. It's just. Um, I just don't see his value at all, especially, you know, as cover, uh, as, as understudy for uh, Obiang. Um, 
I could see it, you know, another. But then I think I would have held on to Diego Poye, mm. quite frankly, you know, rather than Nordweit. Poye looked good. It was a shame to get rid of him. But, you know, one thing we do have a lot of is midfielders. Um, Maurice Oxford. Yes, even. yes, absolutely. Chuck him in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, what's happened there? Something seems to be very yeah, strange there. that's interesting, isn't it, that one? Yeah. Um, It'll be gone in January, won't it? Mm. Surely, it does look that way. I yeah. mean, it, it feels deliberate now that, that, yeah. that, you know, anyone could be picked instead of Reese Oxford. I mean, there was it, one game he wasn't even on the bench. I mean, he's not even making the squad now. And the, the, the overtures from the club to keep hold maybe of him. Maybe they don't want him to get injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Keep him fit till yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, the window. Uh, it's very strange. Very strange. Um, they started Torre. Um, oh, it meant that Faguli was sort of on. You know, it was it, it was a bench that you thought would make a difference because Faguli, who is better than Torre, mm-hmm. was on the bench, and Lanzini was on the bench. So you thought, well, for the first time in a while, and yes. Zaza was on the bench. Yeah, for the first time, we've got a bench that players to come on. Yes, yeah, because a couple right. of times this season, we put our best eleven out, and you're looking at the bench thinking, "There's no one really there to make a difference." Yeah, yeah. Definitely on Saturday, there were players to make a difference on the bench. But uh, you know, arguably, you'd want to start those guys, given the predicament we're in. Um, well, call me old-fashioned, but yes, I think you start your best players, don't you? And mm. um, and Torre, you don't just keep him on the bench you keep him in the changing room i think yes he's shocking he's not great um yeah, he is shocking. you know he he he, pre- he did press i've got i think he was you know hit the he introduction press my trousers he's still a <laughs> shit black yeah the i mean the 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 southampton game was the kind of you know noble said it in the post-match interview it can't get any worse i mean i thought that was the sort of nadir of yeah. what i've seen as play one of the worst west ham performances i think i've ever seen yeah and um so saturday was an improvement i think torre you know did did sort of, you know, put himself about and sort of um, press them quite a bit, tried to close down It was a definitely bit, an improvement Which wasn't happening. But uh, Fagulli does what he does better than him. He's just like the better him, isn't he? I mean, they're not dissimilar players, really, but yeah. uh, they even look similar. But uh, Fagulli, I think, is from the little I've seen of both of them, is, yeah, is, is much better. He's, he's much the better. Better, yeah. better of the two. He's a better pass of the ball. Yes. And he retains possession better. Well, I think they have a bit more pace as well. Yeah. Actually, yes, he's tra- actually tries to take players on. I mean, the most disappointing thing about Torres is he doesn't really try and take anyone on, does no, he? No, no. Puts those angled crosses in instead of getting to the byline. Yeah. Mm, mm. So, you know, I mean... <sighs> Uh, a, a, a modicum of uh, you know encouragement has to be sort of taken from Saturday and that we did we didn't get beat. Well, I, I quite like the fact that we're playing Crystal Palace next. They tend to be a team that we do well against, and, and that stadium we like to play in. And, yeah. And, and although you know Tompkins will obviously score against us, yes. uh, we could move to Solihull's Park yeah. and they could have the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. 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 Well, you know they got Ben Teke now. You know. Mm. Yeah. They've got their they got they got their, their marquee noisy, striker. They've got their they? noisy fans yeah. as well. Yeah. Pardew could do a little dance all the way around the running track. He yeah. there's a big dance floor. It's yeah. like strictly for him yeah. there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you know, he's really got I room mean, to. That's a moves. sign of where of, of, you know of the malaise in a way, isn't it? The, uh, Benteke was mooted, wasn't he, as a possible signing? And a lot of people on a lot of forums that I was reading going, "Oh, we could do better than Benteke and so on and so forth." Mm. Now it's looking like a foolish thing not to have gone for. And him, he's yeah. done very well for him, hasn't yeah. he? He's well, got three goals, four goals, yeah. Is it not the first time someone's gone to Liverpool and kind of just not, you know, struggled yeah. to manage at that, at, you know, well, at that club? In so. fact, <laughs> yeah. virtually every striker they've ever signed has struggled, well, hasn't it? Suarez, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, but you know, even yeah. even Sturridge is yeah. a very good footballer. Yeah, what's happened to him? 
Um, one thing that we did have on uh, Saturday was an extremely good goal yes, uh, from, from the lad Pie. Payet. Uh, what did we? Uh, what do we make of that goal? Is it? Uh, is Seven it players. within the sort of pantheon of great West Ham goals? Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, I think you know if you receive the ball with your sort of back to goal in the position that you received, and you end up sticking it in the net, it's a great goal, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, uh, I, I do think if we'd have conceded it, we'd have we'd have said it was a bad goal to concede defensively, and I don't think there were one or two. Uh, it would some whoever was number seventeen. Who was there? Number seventeen didn't track him at all. Did he just watched yeah. him? Yeah, but, they, it. but you know, they, they once he got into the box, they were they were shepherding him across the across the area, yeah. weren't they? They were, and they didn't look like it. And it, it really, the, the the real genius of it, as much as anything else, was that was the angle at which he finally finished the ball. I mean, it mm, sent mm. everyone wrong footed them all, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. it was a brilliant cutback. It's one of those goals that if you were a kid and you'd scored in the playground. All your mates would be giving you such a hard time. <laughs> Why didn't you pass? <laughs> <laughs> you greedy bastard! You yeah. had to beat yeah. everyone. It was yeah. Maradona-esque, really. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Decanio used to do that as, yeah. as well. You know, Decanio uh, was very patient. He would, yes. if he got the ball in their penalty area, yeah. he had no problem just running around inside their penalty area until yeah. a shooting opportunity yeah. occurred, and, and then would never get a penalty, even though they <laughs> yeah, yeah down. that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just happening all the time in that. What is the of all the things against. that are going to go on PDC's headstone, Phil, Paolo Di Canio, he was very patient. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not yeah. sure I'm seeing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in, that, in yeah. those sort of he circumstances, he was. He, he, um, he would always, you know, he would always, um, you know, go past two or three players, and unlike, uh, say, uh, Mo Diami, he would the last player he sort of took on, he'd just sort of just see if, just bash it against their legs and see if momentum, forward momentum carried it through. And quite often it did. Mm. You know, if you, if there's a massive, you know, Robert Hoof type standing in front of you, it, it just, if you sort of bash it against his legs, it might just go your way, then you're quick enough to go round them. And that's what he did a lot, Decanio. And I think sort of... Um, uh, Antonio slightly does that as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, completely different player, but he'll he'll pass a couple of people, and you go, "Oh no, come on, let release, release, release the ball." But he'll try another one, and then he'll just play the percentage and see if he comes up with yeah. the ball. Yeah, yeah it was a great goal. It was a great goal, it and it's, great it's goal. definitely up there with with the very best that we've seen. Um, we'll talk a little bit about sort of memorable West Ham goals uh, in a minute. Well, perhaps we'll do it, perhaps we'll do it now. Is that yeah. memorable, Jim? You were even talking in the pub earlier about some memorable own, own goals. Uh, well, we have talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the spirit of misery that we're uh, we're wallowing in at the moment, I thought <laughs> also, only you, Jim. Some of us are perfectly happy. <laughs> Obviously, Ian Dowie. Well, Ian Dowie, the, 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 the greatest, the greatest own goal yeah, yeah. of all time. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, Gary Charles, remember that one? Um, and uh, was it Southampton? Was that? And uh, 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 one of my favourites is Grant McCann shank into his own net in the seven-one horror show at, uh, against Blackburn. That was right. One, it's one of my personal mm-hmm. favourites. What about great goals? Steve Pottsley hole. My my favourite goal uh, is, is. I like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. Uh, David Cross's, I think, hat trick goal at uh, White Hart Lane when we went one four yes, nil. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. from the edge of the box. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. Great, yeah. He's got loads of great goals. Um, yeah. He's that a Tony player. Cotty sort of scissor kick against yeah. Forest is right up there for me. Yeah. Um, I uh, 
somehow certain goals stick in your memory, don't they? As being, you know, there's something about the celebration that goes yeah. with them. Um, we uh, we fought back against in one game against Brighton, where they, I think, Mike Small might even have scored for them. Mm. And Slater came on. Uh, Slater in the second half was just yeah, played the blinder, yeah, yeah. and he curled one in from the edge of the box in the top corner. It was an absolutely fantastic yeah. goal. Um, I think we, we bought Mike Small shortly after. We did, yeah. And, and then he went on a scoring a, run and then stopped. And there was a clause yeah. in his contract <laughs> about goals if he got picked <laughs> for England, there was going to be some massive add-on for uh, Now, that is the safest bet you could have ever made. He scoring and then stop scoring. 13 really before Christmas. Yeah, 13 before Christmas. It was like the really good John Hartson season. He yeah. scored about 13 goals before Christmas yeah. and then didn't really score any after yeah. Christmas. Devon Shearer in the FA Cup has got to be up there for me. Tony Gale, free kick against Liverpool in the game where the Paul icing on the cake clunky yeah, yeah. kick yeah, yeah. there's that fantastic um, goal that Julian Dix scores against Wolves where um, he sort of hits it right footed and it doesn't go above like yeah. chest Grass high laser from thing. you know extraordinary you must like kick yeah. it over yeah. the top of the ball to keep it down and it just you know there's no curve or bend or none of those sort of modern things that footballers do it literally just goes like a laser a hypotenuse yeah like yeah. a laser into there and he was so great at that i can't remember who it was who it was against, but there was a game at Upton Park where I it might be Man City, where Mike, uh, Michael Hughes runs up the wing, oh, right, okay. and he just stops. And you go, why are you stopping? Keep going. And he just stops and squares it. And the reason is that a marauding Julian Dix <laughs> is running up the back and on the run just rifles it into the net. It's a yeah. sort of, it was an extraordinary moment because you're going, why is Hughes stopped? And he just rolls it across the grass this marauding bull that <laughs> just lasers he it he smacked yeah. in a lot of good ones he was he? fantastic yeah. long rangers yeah, long was yeah. he was very, very good um, the last, player, the last well. player to uh, score in front of the standing cop of course was yes, Julian Dix Julian Dix right. bit of yeah, tedious okay. trivia there nice one um, Carlton Cole's goal against was it Any Wigan, Wigan. Yes. 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 involved twice yeah yeah that was good I did a bit of I did a bit of Wikipedia-ing and found uh, uh, three uh, three goals. Um, there's sort of memorable Colton Cole, uh, 2009, uh, against Everton. Um, Carlton picked the ball up on the halfway line. Um, then during the minute or so it took to... Con- to I'm doing this from Wikipedia. minute or so it took to get it under control. Two Wigan players bent down to pick up a dollar bill and bash their heads together, and Carlton was away. And then a pacey winger tracked back, but luckily two workmen walked across the bitch carrying a large sheet of glass, which the winger rang in, ran into. Um, and then Wigan's central defensive pairing were left for, for dead by a Carlton when the doors of their tiny car fell off, and <laughs> Carlton was through on goal. And he, compel- he composed himself and, and then fell over. Uh, and then just as he did so, a huge fat man fell on the ball, which popped out and rolled over the line while the goalkeeper was on the phone. Do you remember that goal? Yes, yeah, 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 I do. Classic. That, I mean, that's classic Colts. He scored yeah, a classic. lot like that. Didn't yeah, yeah. Talking of huge yeah. fat men who've scored yeah. goals, can we just tip our hats in the direction of Dean Ashton, who did score one of the great yes. goals oh, yeah. Yeah. Man City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought he would yeah, never... Yeah. Wasn't it City? Anyway, he was yeah, certainly... That volley over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I'd never see him score a better goal. But then, of course, he did in Mark Noble's testimony. Yes, he replicated. It was almost as if... I will never walk again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It was almost like it was a kind of a, a tribute goal, like yeah, like you know, mm-hmm. Bean, <laughs> Bean Dashton or something yeah, like a tribute yeah, footballer, because yeah. it it was almost like. 
when um because of course it was a kind of spanning of the ages goal because ian bishop uh hung it up in the air for dean to do mm, the the just, overhead kick and you just amazing. go that's fantastic yeah, yeah. proper proper football yeah, what yeah, a kind of yeah. what a thing to happen in a testimonial is that, that was, one player from one era hangs a ball in the air for a player from a different era to put the ball in. It was like quantum, it was so Time fantastic. Time travel football. But yeah. it was a little bit, it was almost like Bishop went, go on, do the, do the scissor goal you did against it. It was like, <laughs> yeah. almost like it was yeah. kind of teed to do that. Um, <coughs> Harewood in the FA Cup semi-finals, right up there for me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I went mental when went Middlesbrough, Villa Park. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anton um, Ferdinand against... Tottenham, I believe that volley oh, into the yeah. box. Tottenham, uh, Fulham. Fulham. Was it Fulham? You mean Fulham? I no, think. Maybe Fulham. Maybe Fulham. Carlton, Carlton Cole scored a one to go against Spurs, yeah, and then put uh, Defoe through, through with with the best his goal. Now, yeah. 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 Um, Can you we might go remember. back as far as Martin Peters? Oh, of course, of course. Of course. West Brom. It's West Brom. Yep, hat trick. I think it was the third goal. Was a thing of beauty. He uh, scored quite a few good goals. Mm. Martin uh, old Frank Martin Lampard Peters smacked who got left out of the yeah. Martin yeah. Peters who was left out of the sticker book. Can I just mention that? Was oh, he? Was he? Was like he? Billy Bonds. You've got oh. thoughts on that, Brian, I believe. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Uh, against Aston Villa in 1994, uh, Lee Chapman rose above everyone else to head in, um, head in Matthew Rush's corner. But slow motion replays showed that Chapman, uh, in fact, punched the ball into the net. And if you slowed it down even further, he, he decided sends on the ball and punches it again, uh, calling it fat and saying it dresses like a slut <laughs> and, um, and that it shouldn't embarrass him in front of his friends. And then if you slow, really slow it down, he goes into the centre circle and bursts into tears. If um, you look at that ball closely, you'll notice that the valve is really puffed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, and uh, finally, of course, we, c- we, we can't... Uh, we can't go without mentioning uh, Vic, um, Victor Rabinner, who ah, obviously Rabinner. in 2011 um, against Sunderland, uh, he smacks a screamer from 60 yards out into the into the top corner of Sunderland's goal. Um, that was revealed that what he was actually trying to do was pass it back to his own goalkeeper, <laughs> uh, Robert Green. Bless him. Wonderful goals. Wonderful, yeah, wonderful goals. Yeah, yeah. Can I just put a, a word in for? Uh, oh my God, I've got his name now. Oh, the guy. Recently retired, we got it from Cambridge. Collis, on the twenty-five yard uh, against. Everton, he's got some great guys. Yeah, yeah, Everton, yeah, yeah. Everton. Um, oh, that's the one yeah, where yeah, we went yeah, one up. That was sort of a back to front team goal as yeah, well, wasn't it? Yeah, Parker was, was involved in that. Goal. That was yeah. a great goal. Yeah. And oh. also that cushion volley he scored against. Um, mm. Oh, Zamora's cushion volley against Ipswich. Yes, yes, that's up. That was brilliant. And the one where he turned Campbell inside out at Arsenal. One against Birmingham where he beat about twenty-seven players and tucked it in. Yeah, that was that was like Archie Gemmell-esque. It was. Yes, yes. we've seen a few. Oh, we've seen a goal. Away, oh, at Chelsea away at Chelsea is as good as the Wimbledon goal, I think, just because of the little yes. ball juggle he does the on thing. the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, and Sinclair scored some fantastic yeah, goals yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 There was one, of the, there was a kind of around about that time when, mm. um, in uh, end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, when we were generally not that good, uh, there was one insane game where we, well, it turned out there weren't many <laughs> other people there, and we beat Sunderland 5 0, and every goal was just brilliant. Mm. Yeah. There was, um, it was the one sort of went front to back and sort of um, Dolan sort of flicks it on and Slater chests it and then volleys it in from yeah, about 25 yards. Yes. Then Kevin Keane, who sort of, uh, with the goalkeeper, goes out and chases the ball and he scores from the byline. Yeah, like, yeah. Like corner. yeah. Uh, it was an amazing game. Yeah, yeah. 
So Colin Foster against Everton. That was a nice one. Yeah, and Slater's goal in that yeah, one as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that goal, was it Joe Cole took corner and then it was vol- it was never hit the ground and then Trevor Sinclair volleyed in the top corner against yeah. Derby. Yeah, Who was the man in between? I can't remember. Was it, was it Mullins in between? Oh, I can't Mullins. remember. Oh, I can't okay. remember. No, it was probably yeah. a little earlier than Mullins. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great goal. Well. He was yeah. an underrated player, I reckon, Hayden Mullins. I don't think he's... Well, he was oh, perfect. No, he was a holding midfielder. He was brilliant. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. That pair, you know, much as you dislike Lonas. him in, in, in retrospect, that Mullins-Rio Coca was oh, that, that was season, that, season, that first season yeah, under yeah. Pardew in the Premiership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were brilliant. They were a brilliant pairing. Because Mullins... Because Mullins was... It's, you know, the transformation of Hayden Mullins, because in the, in the Championship, he was one of the worst players I had ever seen in a West Ham show. Because he was played at right back, wasn't he? And he was just disastrous. Then yeah, was Pardew, never a right back. Pardew, you know, some uh, d- made the decision in the closed season when we when we went up to play him as a kind of holding midfielder. Which and we're is like, why he was. God, oh. Mullins, God, dear. Oh, and he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a measure of how how important he became. We were absolutely gutted that he was um, suspended for the FA Cup final. Yeah, 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 that's right. Absolutely, absolutely Yeah, yeah, extraordinary. Um, so um, the England managership uh, changed uh, in the week. Um, uh, it, it's sort of extraordinary. Um, you know, we won't talk about it too much, but it was, uh, it was a pretty extraordinary thing. I mean, it was his absolute dream job. And, uh, you know... I blame the media for setting him up. It's disgraceful that... Uh I mean, if you become manager of England, why can't you be a greedy bastard and stick to what you're These prying journalists going around sticking their oar in where it's not wanted. Something should be done. But, to be honest, is anyone really surprised? No, I mean... (laughs) On the the shockometer. You know... Uh, Jim, I think you know when we were talking about we, we talked about it again. You kind of when he's you know technically he didn't do anything wrong, but uh, but the fact is that the well, taint of corruption has been around him since that quite exhaustive panorama one-hour documentary in two thousand and six, in which the absolute targets of that show are Harry Redknapp, Sam Sam Allardyce's son and Sam Allardyce and the documentary is about them and you know when he when the whole Telegraph story blew up the standard had a little kind of timeline of Sam you know um, Sam's being linked with a form Mm. of corruption and it it's just continued since 2006 they've been been gunning for him all the time absolutely but you know with reason if if he, he if he had absolutely just stopped after 2006's Panorama documentary, when you have had a television programme about you and your links to corruption, if you just keep doing things that are a bit dodgy, you know, I know it was uh, not wrong, the thing he did in that, well... You know, um, not technically wrong, but he's meeting people and talking about how to get round yeah, laws, yeah. and it's about money, and it's about... Well, even I, though he goes, I'll have to check if I'm allowed to have this £400,000, he's still going, I'd like to have £400,000 off yeah. you to give you advice on how to get round legislation. It's, it's like being in public office, though, isn't it? Yeah. Your standards yeah. have to be uh, yeah. much higher. And, and, and the fact that he was talking about being able to go around certain regulations, yeah. it's, it's not becoming no. of, of not someone at all. in that position. Uh, would, would Trevor Brooking have done it? That's... Yeah. 
that's what I ask. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What would Trevor Brooking have done? No, being, no, yeah, no I, 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 to clarify, I wasn't, I wasn't defending him. I, that, that my, my, the thrust of my point was that I think it was as much the things he said about Hodgson and Wembley mm. yeah. and the Royal Family and so on that actually, well, I, it bothers me because I think it was as much that that got him uh, that ordered the boot than the FA being yeah. bothered about corruption in the game. And yeah. I think, you know, um, that they, st- I think, you know, I still think it's a dysfunctional organisation. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, of course, and, yeah. completely. Yeah. I mean, they shouldn't have appointed him in the first place in that respect. If, if they, if they, you know, if there were concerns, and they must, they must have had concerns about his his kind of track record. No, because there's been things since 2006 as well. I mean, you know, those uh, the. I wish I'd kept this timeline thing, but there was a, a more recent thing, and then obviously there was that thing a couple of years ago when he was at the club about kind of uh, putting pressure on players to sort of sign Switch with a particular agents, agent. Yeah. And, Ravel you know, Morris, about, yeah. yes, mm. apparently, the, you know, he was, he was really almost blackmailing Ravel Morrison. Mm. And uh, there was sort of rumours that I think Morrison or an associate of Morrison secretly taped a meeting between the two of them and that there's a potential kind of tape well. that could come to light but there's no real point now because yeah. but, but it's well, you know it's, it's extraordinary that ridiculous, if there was ever a man to sort of entrap it's him because he is so arrogant and so keen to, he is one of those guys in the pub that if the conversation turned to you know nuclear physics from the works of sylvia plath to something they'd know more than you they'd have to have the last word and know more than you about that so, so if Actually, on those three subjects he would know more yeah, than yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is that sort of uh, yeah. you know that thing of kind of going sam sam could you give us a bit of advice about you know third party ownership of course the thing to do with that is exactly yeah. that he's been destroyed by his own arrogance isn't yeah, yeah. there's no question it's about hubris that, you know. it was going to happen it was going to happen and it's the hubris that you know in the end um you know did for him uh in terms of his uh, whole kind of kind of time at west ham west because Highlands, yeah. he wasn't a, you know he wasn't a bad manager but he, what he didn't do when he turned up was sort of sort of you know trot out the the, the, the requisite things, which is I'm honoured to manage this club, this great club, it's great conditions, you know, wonderful fans, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he said he just go, oh, the fact, well, West Ham, where was the, what's, what's the West Ham way? It's losing, yeah, 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 isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, and the fans were deluded within about a, a, a week of him arriving, weren't they? I mean, but it was he just, should have taken a lesson from Teddy Sheringham, who uh, every club he's ever played for, this was the club I supported as a boy. <laughs> 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 he, he must have had the, uh, you know, that dodgy sort of mixed scarf to yeah, end yeah, all dodgy yeah. mixed scarf. Well, he got away with it as well because he had the worst possible CV to arrive at Mil- <laughs> Millwall, yeah, yeah. Spurs, and United. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yes, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it was, a, you know, it was sort of a shame. Um, no. But no, it's no. not really. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah. No. So. Um, Palace. We've got the, inter- the international break, and then we've got Crystal Palace. Uh, Let's hope Antonio gets a kick for England. I'm glad he stayed in the... Uh, yes. You know, you feared, didn't you, that, yeah. oh, God, this might he might be a, a trivia pub trivia question for yeah, being yeah. in a squad once and never playing. Yeah. But hopefully he'll get the a new kick. Billy Bonds. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand why... It, it, well, I said it at the time. Why, why put him in the squad and not give him at least <coughs> 10 minutes? Yeah, it was bizarre, wasn't it? Was it? Very strange. And make such a big song and dance about it, you know. He's pl- picked players on form, and he's been outstanding. Blah, blah, and then I think he did it just nothing. to piss off Mark Noble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's that's quite possible. <coughs> so, Palace, so we've got yeah. Palace away. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, yeah, it's been a happy hunting ground. Yeah. Uh, um, We've been many times, haven't yes, we? Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah. enjoyed it. What do we think? Um, I wonder if anyone will be back. I mean, if they are back, they won't be fit. I wouldn't imagine. Would Chris mm. will be playing? I can't. Mm. You know, they say he's running and he's trying. But there's a bit of a crisis there, isn't there? Yes, there is a bit. Well, yeah. they can't start him, can they? And they can't start Carol. No. Um, they may get 20 minutes off the bench. I don't Anything know in any that isn't shape. a defeat with lots of goals scored against us is a result, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Palace are not shit. So no, no, no. I just don't want to see Pod you do that uh, <laughs> cup final dance with us as the, uh, no, no. As the full guys. Yeah. Uh, predictions? <laughs> I'm going to nab the one all before anyone else. Done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gone for it. Nil, nil. Nil, nil. Uh, a 2-1 victory for the Mighty Hammers Ooh, in a surge excellent. of optimism. Yeah. Uh, then I will go for 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Mm. Two, two. Okay. Um, I wonder if Sacco's on his way back at all. Yeah, he's kind that of would disappeared. Be we really need him, don't we? I yeah. mean, he's exactly... Yeah. I mean, this is the thing about... I, I mean, I did read... There was a sort of post to a, a couple of clickbait articles off the kind of uh, Stop Hammer Time Facebook page, which were those kind of listicle-type articles. You know, there was one that was kind of five things that may have unsettled the dressing room. And you, you know, I sort of agreed with them in a way. It's like, uh, you know, a bunch of new players come in and players we already have are going, God, these guys aren't very good. Uh, You know, getting rid of Tompkins, who's like the captain's best mate and sort of hasn't done anything wrong, and giving a new contract to... You know, the quite elderly James Collins when you sell a 27-year-old £10 million rated player. Um, you know, the players seeing the Antonio um, the, the Antonio saga unfold and apparently, you know, words spoken behind the scenes that the players can't be oblivious to, that, that Antonio's going, why do you keep playing me at right-back? I'm not a right-back. Mm-hmm. And the manager going, you are. I will play. Yeah. You know, so certain things that are unsettling besides Sacco, similarly. Sacco thing's you know. weird, isn't it? Because there's never been a suggestion that he's had that serious an injury, but clearly it must be. Yeah, it's an ongoing back condition thing, isn't it? I think. It, it, it so he wants to go back to West up. Brom. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to go back, yes. Very good. Um, but, um, you know, um, another one of the listicle sort of things was, was you know, five things hammer, the hammers need to sort out or something. And Get one a proper of the, ground. One of them was, you know, that... The, the, uh, whether Zaza is shit or not, one up front is, you know, possibly not helping kind of anyone. And, and that, uh, you know, perhaps trying a series of people out on their own up front. Because he's changing to two up front within the game quite often. Like, Noble off for a striker on has happened, I think, three times Ooh. now in the last Usually we're about 4-2 down. Yes, that's right. It normally is a kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, like the little little Dutch boy's finger in the dike. Um, uh, though that worked. <laughs> or the, uh, the, false, the false number yeah. nine. Yeah. Um, and you do wonder whether, you know, so, some kind of system you know, as a kind of desperate measure. I mean, I know that that kind of, we were saying that that sort of diamond with two up front really needed good fullbacks, which we don't have. But, you know, any port in a storm and you kind of go, well, bad fullbacks or converted fullbacks, do your best, please, and we will have two up front. You know, um, perhaps you need to look at a different way of putting the ball in there. Because the thing about Sacco is he's the player that suits... Slavin's system, and I, he, even though he inherited him, mm. that pace 
if you're playing a counter-attacking game, you need a Vardy. You know, you know, you need a sort of quick front. Yeah. You know, I just, I just think it's about being robust now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Obviously, we've got to score goals, and all that, but we've got to get tougher to beat. Hard to beat. We've yeah, got yeah. to pay eight across the back, as it were, when we haven't got the ball, and we got to, we got to press, and we got to make yeah, sure that we don't make it easier. Work harder, work harder, be more intense. You we know, will score that's, goals. That's the main. We've thing. only failed to score once in the last twenty league games, I think. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, that's right. So um, we just score yeah, goals. We've we concede a lot, don't we? You know, yes. It's yeah, been yeah. a long time yes. since I can recall a clean sheet. No, that's Bournemouth. right. That's right. Bournemouth. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that was the only one. That was because I was. Sleep in yeah. the second half. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the only one. Mixture yeah. of oxygen fatigue. And before and, that, uh, not for a long time. Because yeah. yeah. we could see a lot of goals at the tail end of last oh, season as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Accrington Stanley. That's true. Oh, yeah. Well. <sighs> All right. <laughs> All right. Now you're really <laughs> clashing of straws. All right. This has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. With me this week were Jim Grant. Cheerio. Don Peretta. Brian Williams. It's been a pleasure as always. Come on, you irons. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.